So here we are with uh, Christopher Lawson and a hands-on demo on Soul. We're very excited to see the actual device and to talk about some of the features and the vision uh, behind the product. So Christopher, thank you for taking the time. Uh, it's exciting to be here. So maybe you can first of all tell us you know, the vision behind the device and how you're going to take over the world. Uh, and then we can dive straight into the device itself. Yeah, this all really started from a general frustration in, in how badly devices were actually using the internet and how badly they were using the cloud. Because we have these massive resources out there, but we're still fiddling with things like backups and installing applications and worrying about hard drive space and this and that. And it's completely bonkers that we have to do that. I mean, even with my iPhone, I'm still configuring like, okay, which tunes I have online and offline. It, it, it doesn't have to be that way. So we really wanted to create the very first device that actually uses the internet and the cloud in a real sense. It's part of the whole experience. And um, we then decided to build the whole operating system around a very mobile device because that's where everything is kind of going. So that we're, we can pack more and more power into a device which is really, really small. Uh, it's a fully like mobile device with its own screen, its own battery, but that has enough power that it can power up a whole sort of desktop experience. So you no longer have to carry around laptops and so forth. You just carry uh, a very mobile device, a pocket computer. So right now, this is kind of the user interface on the device itself. So can you tell me what are we looking at right now? So I see, you know, basically four circles. What do they represent and what does it mean? How does it, what is the main thinking behind it? Right, so this is a, a prototype that you're seeing of the final device. It's actually pretty close to the final device. The hardware spec is almost identical. The final device is gonna be slightly smaller and there's a few changes like the ports are gonna be a bit different, but it's very close to the, the final device. And uh, what you're seeing now is the the full solo user interface running directly on the device itself. So you can run the same user interface, the same experience you can run on the device and on the full desktop. So I can just tap around, I can zoom in. It's all based on zooming. The whole user experience is based on zooming in and out on, on content. So I can go all the way in. I can even sort of then look at uh, some of the images and then I can zoom out. So it's all based on zooming in and out. And, and why is that? Why, why, why is the decision to actually you know, base, base everything on zooming in and zooming out? Why did you get rid of the file system as we know it? What's the theory behind that? Yeah, we really wanted to get rid of the whole sort of separation between applications and files because that, that still leads to confusion. And it means that sharing becomes cumbersome if, cumbersome if you're having to consider sharing a file and then worrying about whether that person has the application installed. So then we wanted to bring this sort of user interface where you're just focusing directly on the content. You don't have to think about that separation. So instead of opening an application and then opening some file, you just zoom in and out. And the reason this sort of zooming in and out is, is such a good uh, model is that it actually matches to how the human brain works. So if we navigate in the real world, if we're considering 
going to the shop or you know picking picking up a can of beer from from the shop then we'll we'll be thinking that street that corner that fridge that shelf in in the shop and that's how we actually navigate and uh, this was really uh, researched by people uh, like Jeff Raskin who was the original creator of the Macintosh so he was working on this before he passed away a few years ago so if you search online for Jeff Raskin and zoomable user interface this is the kind of stuff that he was working on so right now we're looking at a map right uh, a visual map so what is it can you explain to me I see some faces there I see some images some white white dots can you be a bit more specific about what are those and how do I navigate that and how can I you know basically there's a lot of things how can I remember where everything is so what you're seeing here is one particular space there are many spaces in the in the solo universe so every user has different spaces different environments where they can work and each environment can be a, a, a different project so over here uh, it's it's Klaus and and Jana are working on a on a race. So there, Klaus is is our lead investor and he he races Porsches. So that's kind of one project environment. This is really our sort of solo presentation project, which is a different environment. So each one of these environments is a different project, different space where you can collaborate. And can can you have sub projects as well and uh, etc. Yes, yes, you can. Uh, whether we bring that out now, we're, we're still a bit on the fence because we don't want to confuse users too much. But that's definitely something that people have been asking for. And we have the technical implementation for that. So we're sort of considering whether to do that sub-project approach as well. So right now, these circles, some of them, as you told me before, some of them are pictures, right? But then there are others which are apps. Uh, so the, some of these circles actually represent actual programs, right? Uh, and these will be basically running directly on the device or do you need to you know connect the screen or other like different options you you can run all of these directly on the device as well so the same experience because of the zoomable user interface you can zoom in and out and it works on the on the device itself or you can run a full-blown sort of big monitor and have everything running in that kind of space as well so each one of these is the solo is, is a, the Finnish word for a cell. So each one of these is a cell, which is not just a file, but it's a combination of the file plus the application. So whenever I zoom in, then I'm not just zooming in on you know, a file, I'm also zooming in on the application that will then access that file, view it and uh, manipulate it. Um, so if I zoom in uh, over here, then I can zoom in on basically our, our text editor. So that that's how we kind of go all the way in we can zoom in all the way to uh, the application and then we can then share that particular cell with everybody on the team and they don't need to think about installing an application they don't even need to know what the application is they just simply zoom in and they can start uh, accessing the content uh, that's very very cool and I mean Right now, you're facing quite a bit of a challenge, right? You're fighting against the biggest companies in the world in this space, right? So, how many users do you need to, you know, for it to be uh, functional, right? For for it to be interesting enough, for it to have enough apps, for it to have, uh, do I think about any integrations? Like, how are you trying to solve uh, the the issue of, you know, being the new player on the market? Well, we've we've done it pretty smart in the sense that the business model is not built around 
the very tight margins on the hardware. Uh, if that was the case, we would probably be struggling much more than, uh, than we would uh, right now. And what we've done is that uh, the business model is based around uh, subscriptions. We basically offer this as a service to users rather than selling the device just as itself. So when, when people subscribe, what they're getting is they're getting almost unlimited storage, like virtually unlimited storage. They're getting a history of everything that they do. So this remembers everything. You can move back in time. Uh, you don't have to think about version control. And they get access to all the applications in the whole ecosystem. So you no longer have to pay separately for applications and you don't have to worry about freemium and in-app purchases and free-to-play and all of that goes away. Then what we do is that from that subscription, we then pay out to developers. So depending on which applications you use, those developers then get paid from that fixed subscription uh, every month. And that's a pretty powerful model for developers. It actually incentivizes you to get on board really early to come up with apps because then you're going to be getting a big portion of the subscription and it starts to grow as the users come on board. So as an ecosystem, it actually starts to work with pretty damn small numbers and then it just starts to explode the, the bigger it gets. Cool, very nice. So what, what do you think are going to be you know, the final changes to the, to the final prototype? Uh, I mean, this is a very early device. We were talking earlier before the interview started that you know, companies normally don't show prototypes this early on. Right, so uh, thank you for showing it, but like, what do you think are going to be the changes uh, to the final edition? Right, yeah, that, that, that's absolutely true. I mean, especially companies like Apple and, and Microsoft, they never show people uh, prototypes at this level. But for us, we're driving on onto Kickstarter, we're getting people interested, so we want to start showing these a bit earlier. This, in terms of hardware, is pretty close to the final final kind of device. I mean, the design... It's going, to be, uh, it's going to be slightly smaller, the final device. It's still going to look roughly the same, so we're going to have wood, and it's going to have this beautiful screen. It's a very, very high-resolution screen. So that's going to be there. Um, the, few, the few differences, apart from the size, is that uh, this prototype has basically three ports of different size, uh, sizes. There's like the mini... There's the PAR port and then there's the sort of HDMI port. Uh, instead of that, there's just going to be one port, which is the USB-C port, which is a really, really nice port where the cable, you can put it in either way and you get PAR, screen, everything from the same port. So that's, that's going to replace those ports there. And then additionally, uh, what we're bringing is a full touch surface. So here the touch works basically within the, the borders of the screen with this prototype, which is the common case for most devices. But we're bringing a touch that goes all the way from edge to edge so that whenever you're connected up to an external display, you can use the full surface as a touchpad. So that's something pretty cool as well. And there's a few minor things. Uh, maybe as a you know, final moment for the video, can you show us the device kind of from all sides and maybe talk a little bit about the... Uh, specs and the current uh, specs of the device. Yeah, so the device itself is running on a pretty high-end kind of chipset. So uh, the chipset is actually based on an NVIDIA Tegra 
it's pretty nice the GPU is is really fast so you can run your know, pretty high-end games on this I mean you're you're getting a pretty pretty sort of desktop level experience on, on this in a very very small space I mean it's it's desktop level kind of GPU technology so that the NVIDIA is, is running all of this um, it's gonna have four gigabytes of memory and 32 gigabytes of storage on the on the device cool. so so that means that you can run almost everything just offline it will optimize things of, uh, automatically sounds good well thank you very much I think that's a really cool demonstration and a really cool device so thank you very much and uh, we hope uh, you will succeed thank you very much cool thanks